Hey guys, welcome back to the Dropping In Surf Show. My name is Rob Case. I am a paddling technique coach. My co-host Jim Sigelnik is a doctor of physical therapy. And this show is all about math, science, and surfing. This week is a really special week. Uh, we have a guest. His name is Clayton Nienaber. What can I say about Clayton? The guy is amazing. He is a former QS surfer. Uh, he is a surfboard shaper. Uh, he is also a surf coach. He has coached uh, surfers on the QS and on the WCT. He's coached Jordy Smith and Travis Logie and some others. Uh, he is an amazing surf coach. And we have the pleasure of speaking with him. And there was so much great content that we decided to split it up into two episodes. So here is part one. Uh, our conversation with Clayton Nienaber. Rad, you notice how Jim put a board behind him too. I think that's like the cool thing to do now. Yeah, we all have boards behind this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, like for so many years, I just chased surfboards. Like I, I wanted the best ones so I could surf better. Like I was just chasing magic boards, magic boards. And... Um, I had a friend of mine, Craig McKay, who lived in J-Bay, and whenever Slatter went to J-Bay, he'd stay with Craig, and as, like, to say thanks, he'd often leave Craig a wetsuit or a board or something like that, and Craig was taller, so he'd often, like, give me a wetsuit or give me one of the boards, because he was almost too big for Kelly stuff, but he'd still want to ride them anyway, so I got to try out a few of his boards, and I was, I was expecting a Ferrari, but when I jumped on it, it was the board felt like not great. And I was like, far out. Like, what's all the harp about? Like, I, I couldn't understand it. And then, um, so I stood up on this board and I tried to just gun it down the line. I was just like, I was expecting speed, like my eyes going back and just hair <laughs> blowing back. And I'm just going a million miles an hour the way you watch Kelly surf. And it didn't happen. And um, so... I actually thought, okay, what do I love about Slater's surfing? And I thought, well, his bottom turn. He's always, he always doing these like three minute bottom turns where he's coming behind <laughs> the section and going up vertical and hitting it. And I thought, well, let me try that. So took off, nose to the beach, put the board on rail and the thing just rocketed. And I was like, freak, that thing's got a turbo. I figured it out. Then I stood up and tried to gun it down the line and the thing was just like, just ordinary. Mm. So it kind of taught me that the, those boards work when you surf on the rail. Mm. If you stand on top of the board and the board's pushing water and there's friction, um, those boards don't work well. So it took me a long road then to figure out how to start drawing better, cleaner lines, how to um, put the board on rail, um, and how to start making boards that felt like they had rockets up their bums rather than me having the rocket up my own ass trying to get down the line and mm, dragging the board yeah. with me and looking <laughs> ugly at the same time. Yeah. Clayton, what year was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was in the 90s. In the 90s. Yeah. So kind of like, Kind of the uh, momentum era 
heavy rocker banana chippy boards. No, okay. Do you remember that when Slater had the boards with the four circles on? He had like a, a yeah. board with or a couple of them. Yeah, it was those ones that I tried out and a, a couple others. Um, so I started doing it around the time when uh, he was also riding the, the, the Simon Anderson that he loved. Mm. He won a couple of events on that. So yeah, I've had that under my arm a few times, trying to figure stuff out <laughs> as you do. What? Yeah. So this was this was this was after you um, were on the QS, or was this during uh, the same time frame? Yeah. So I, I was actually having a chat to a, um, a psychologist friend of mine yesterday because we're on our new website. We're coming up with a program called Mind Surfer. Um, and we were saying it's not probably not a program that people will want to buy. So we, we, we've added it, or we are adding it onto our, um, our programs just to enlighten people. So it's kind of weird with surfing, but the harder you try, the worse you do. <laughs> yeah, totally. So <laughs> it's, um, it's almost like a golf swing. You, you, you want to follow through with no tension and then you're going to have speed and power but as soon as there's any tension you're just going to chop the ball and it's going to just bounce dunk 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 and it's going to be a horrible shot now in golf everybody can see when someone's got the shoulders up and they aren't breathing and they're just like loads of power and no no flow so um where was i going with all of this uh (laughs) so yeah when i was on tour I was just trying to go as fast as hell. So I had the firecracker up my ass and I was surfing with so much tension. So I was going super fast, tense, and just stopping on every turn. And um, as I got older and I stopped trying to show off for people and try to surf for a judge and try like squeeze points out of a wave where it, the wave doesn't really allow it. You're almost trying to force your will on the wave. But as I got, kind of got off tour and I started enjoying the waves for what I felt on the waves, my surfing improved, my shapes improved, um, started getting more compliments about my surfing. Um, and it's because you, you need to feel more when you surf. Mm. And if you're trying to run at 100 miles an hour on the wave, you're not feeling anything. Mm. If you slow down and you're surfing the powerful part of the wave, we get all that feeling. And then your board's on rail, you're heightening the feeling. And then the longer you hold the turns for, the more powerful that feeling looks. So, yeah, it's all about, the, the, it's 100% correct. Only a surfer knows the feeling. Mm-hmm. But unless you've felt it once, you never know what that feeling is. So it's, so, like some surfers will never know the feeling, even though they surf. So it's weird. <laughs> yeah. So was that, was that what um, inspired you to start shaping your own boards? No. Um... So, a bit of a background story. Um, so I'm a diabetic. I, I was diagnosed being a diabetic when I was about 13, 14. So I was just starting to go through puberty um, when you're kind of meeting girls and, and all that kind of stuff. So when, whenever I went to school, I had to pull out these big old injections from back in the mm. day and my vial and, and like suck up stuff and all the kids in the class would go like, whoa. Yeah. You're not sticking that in you, are you? And I'm going, I have to eat lunch. Yes, I do. And I eject myself in class. Like, so I mean, as a kid, 
he already got a squeaky voice, pimples going through puberty and stuff like that. And then suddenly the whole class is just like, you're a freak. And I'm just like, oh, sweet, thanks. So I just kind of pulled away from all of that and then just went surfing. Only place I felt at home. Um, so, and because I was a diabetic in, in South Africa, you had to do military service. So when I finished school, all my friends packed up, went to the army. And my parents said, well, the year that you would have had to go to the army, we'll pay for you to go move to the city and try and make a career out of surfing. So I did that. The first year just went by so fast, best year of my life. And then they're like, okay, get a job. So I got a job in a surfboard factory spraying boards. Um, it was for um, Safari. Uh, that's uh, Spider Murphy. He used to make Sean Thompson's boards. Um, so I uh, learned how to airbrush, learned how to glass. And in the odd times when we weren't working, my friend, he was l laminating, I was spraying. My friend Derek and I, we were busy shaping boards together. So like he'd sneak in and do the nose rocker and I'd sneak in and do the tail rocker and he'd do the left rail, I'd do the right rail. And the thing was an abortion, but we loved it. It was like the ugly duckling. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, just every chance we got, we got the reject blanks and just destroyed them and just sell them to our friends. Eventually the friends went, hey, that was good. Can I get another one? And then just, yeah, just organically grew mm. from that. So were you riding your own boards, Clayton, when you were competing or? No, so um, it was kind of weird. I was riding for Spider Murphy, who back then was an amazing shaper. Um, but I was living with another shaper who was Baron Stander. He also did his sort of apprenticeship through Safari, traveled around. And then I was like an aspiring shaper, pro surfer, whatever you do. Um, so when I was riding um, spider's board, so whenever I made my board, I had a reference point to um, compare, like this is going really good, I need mine to go like that. But then I had Baron, who was really good at articulating things that he saw. He'd pick mine up and go, mistake, 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 and this sucks, and just throw it at me. And I was like, oh, and then he'd look at, and I'd like, okay, why does it suck? Um, so I could tell Baron the feeling, what I was feeling inside of the boards. He could tell me what was wrong with the boards and we could try to articulate the two. So he was winning by getting my feedback. I was winning by getting his feedback. And I feel that like both of our knowledge grew comparing all of our stuff to, um, to spiders, if you want to call it that. And I probably spent 10 years doing that and and so grew my business. We started exporting boards. Um, yeah, started making a few boards for, like when the pros came in town, I made some boards for like Kelly and Dane and a few of the other guys. Um, so yeah, it's good times. Wouldn't change it for anything. That's cool. When you, when you tested Kelly's board, do you think you were on completely different gear than Kelly was? Or was it like his board was just maybe a bit thinner or more narrow? Or were you guys kind of riding completely different gear? What was it about his board that made you kind of like reanalyze your approach surfing a wave, you think? Yeah, okay. So, um, there's, there's probably two stories. I gotta tell both of them. Um, 
in South Africa, I was getting towards the top of my sort of shaping game and I had a lot of good team riders riding for me and I had a bit of an ego because I got the guys on my boards and they're going fast. And I remember that Dane Reynolds rocked up the one year and his boards hadn't arrived. So my team riders brought him around to the factory. I was like, hey, can you make him a board? So I was like, yeah, I'd love to. So what do you want, Dane? And he's going, I don't want a FOSS board. I want a board that turns. Uh. And straight away, I was like, I don't know what to make him. I based all my boards on just speed because everyone tells you with speed, you can do anything. Right. But what they don't tell you that if you're going too fast, you can't turn. Right. So if you drive a car too fast, you've got to slow down before you can do a turn. So here's, here's like, I want a board that I can put on rail and it holds through the turn. So I'd base my whole career on just making fast boards. Um, so straight away, it was like, what do these guys want? So I made him one of my boards, like based off my team riders, and he, he enjoyed it and he liked it. And he traded in a Simon Anderson that he obviously liked because it was dented. I gave him this brand new board and he gave me this is beat up black. But obviously he liked it, so I accepted the board, went for a surf on it, and it probably went like worse than Kelly's. <laughs> like I stood in it and I fell off the front. It did not want to go forward. Wow. Gave it to my team rider and he was like, oh, this thing's terrible. But Dane loved it. So again, it was probably even more so. It had more curve and it could only be surfed in the pocket on rail. And I didn't have the skill set to understand that and didn't know how to ride it at the time. But funny thing is now, probably I'm in my 40s, I'm 46 this year, and I'm probably riding more stuff like Dane rode back then, trying to surf more like that and enjoying my surfing more. So I've come a long way with my surfing. Yeah, very cool. You know, yeah, I, I know um, I know. in the past you've, you've discussed your interest in biomechanical movement, um, and it's obvious in the way that you teach. Do you... Do you have any like mentors or authors or doctors that you followed um, that influenced the way that you coach now? So this is part of the second story I says in tell. So when I was in uh, J-Bay, like I forget the year, I, I don't stick with numbers and all that stuff. I'm so bad, eh? But I remember the moments, like I can remember how people surf. I can remember like different waves and I've just focused on different stuff. So I'm a bit weird that way. But uh, we're sitting in the lounge and uh, Young Guns 2, Kelly had just got a DVD and he was showing it to us. It hadn't even been launched yet and we were all sitting there. And he, him and Taylor Knox was having a conversation and uh, the stuff that they were talking about, I was just like, to my friend, like, they're not speaking English. What are they talking about? I haven't heard this before. So like, what they were focusing on, like trying to get their center of gravity lower through the turns so they can get more on rail, trying to hold the turns longer, having the knees tucked, like all, all of these nuances. And then they're talking about a couple of guys on tour who had horrible style. Um, and then whenever they lost to a person with a horrible style, they almost wanted to go slip their wrist with a butter knife because <laughs> it was like, ah, it was that bad. So, th so they were appreciating good clean surfing almost like someone doing ballroom dancing like you, you have to have that straight back the chin up the hands up the posture the light on your feet but done at the right place at the right time 
Um, and they were speaking about joining the dots. And again, I was like going to my friend who knows Kelly Well, like, hey, what do they mean? Like, they, what's this joining the dots stuff? And I was going, well, there's the top of the wave, there's the bottom of the wave. The closer you join the dots together, the better you surf. If your dots are far apart, you're just surfing flat, you're missing the power. I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. That makes sense. Um, and then my friend and Kelly always play, uh, my friend Craig and Kelly always played golf on the down days. And he was just saying, as soon as Kelly started playing golf, he started realizing how important your technique is. And like your top turns, primarily a, a twist. So he was figuring, figuring out how to get the most out of his twist. Part of that's keeping your back straight. And you watch Kelly when he turns, he, he'll settle into a straight back and then he'll do his twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you look at most, look at, you go to yoga, they'll tell you don't ever do a, a twist when you bend your back, do it on a straight back. And then golfers twist with a straight back, boxers twist with a straight back. So when you go into your top turn, if you're back straight, you're gonna elicit more power out of the turn. So to answer your question, no, I wasn't following any um, movement gurus. All I try to do is look at other sports. Like I'd go to the doctor's room and they'd always have a golf digest because the dentist or doctor's playing golf. And I'd look at their tips on how to hit a golf more power, a ball more powerfully. And I'd, I'd steal what I could and take it for myself. And then I started looking at um, biomechanics of running and spinal engines. And then um, figuring out how can I make people surf better. So I just stole movement from wherever it made sense and applied it to surfing. But then the hard part was it made sense to me, but it didn't necessarily make sense to the person that I was explaining it to. So um, like, for example, if you're going to do a real big turn, it's like passing a cup of coffee. So as soon as you go to someone, okay, your top turn is like passing a cup of coffee back to the phone. Don't try to do a turn, just try pass a cup of coffee. They do a really, really good turn. But they wouldn't necessarily realize that they've done a good turn because they don't think it's what it is. But when you show them the video, they're like, holy crap, that's part of the best turn I've ever seen myself do. Mm. So then it's the hard part of trying to get the feeling to what they always thought it was, because in their mind, they had to try harder. But it wasn't that, it was that effortlessness um, and the flow of that turn. Well, it's interesting what you do, Clayton, because <clears throat> Rob and I joke about uh, Rob Machado sometimes. Obviously, he's a great surfer. and some One of my favorites. Someone asked him, what's the technique in popping up in... Uh, he says, I don't know. I just do it. Right. So like a lot of people that are incredible at surfing have maybe Kelly and Taylor are two different animals, but a lot of high performer athletes have a really tough time explaining the biomechanics of what they're doing. And it is a feeling right. And so what you yeah. do, like you're, you're kind of taking that and you're, you're making it tangible for like the lay people. So that's pretty unique, I think. So I was in J Bay, like I really like Taylor Knox. He's like he's a he's a legend. If you know the guy, he's he's got so much positive energy around him. Um I I would just pester him, Taylor, how do I do this? How do I do how do you 
And uh, it was a small day, the contest was on hold, and we went for a surf with him at um, Albatross, like it's right down the point, no one's there. We're sitting on the beach, and I said, Taylor, like, I love your surfing, I love everything, but if I could steal one thing from you, just please tell me how to do your bottom turn. So he looked at me, just laughed and paddled out. And I was like, what a dick. (laughs) One thing, it's not in the the rail grab, not in the power turn. I asked for like bottom of the rung, like please bottom turn, just one thing, give it to me. Yeah, basic. And two days later he came back to me and said, hey Clay, listen, the reason why I laughed and I paddled out is that I'm a pro surfer and I couldn't tell you how to do it because it's a feeling. Mm. How do I tell you what my bottom turn feels like? And then he, he proceeded to give me some advice on it. Um, it took me about two to four months to figure out what he was telling me. The, the essence of it was you got to point your bottom hip and push it and drive it like a pelvic thrust up to the top half of the wave. Um, now, fast forward I don't know how many years that was, to where we are to present date, I can explain it. If you're riding a bicycle, you're leaning, that's helping you turn, but when you come out of the bottom, out of the bicycle turn, you almost got to straighten up. Mm-hmm. So when you're surfing, you're riding a bicycle and you're leaning over, but then you've got to straighten up. Now the straightening up part is if you're on a trampoline and you want to go high, you compress and straighten up. It's the same as if you're in a pool and you want to thrust off the wall, you straighten up. And then when you straighten up your back, your back can twist. There's your top turn. Mm. Now it all makes sense, but back then, oh, so frustrating. So, yeah. Very cool. That's a rad story. I love that. And and I can attest that a lot of the things that you've you've shared uh, have unlocked my surfing uh, just since we met a couple of years ago. Um, and that was certainly one of them is the twisting and, and people were always like, open up your shoulders, open up your shoulders. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And then you lay down the bicycle metaphor and I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like it was so, so yeah. easily explained. That's why I love about, um, your Imanzi surf that you're able, that you finally have put it together for the rest of us, you know, otherwise you'd have to go to the gold coast to, to work with you. So we may be shooting ourselves in the foot, but I didn't want to sell singular courses. And the reason being is that surfing's not just one course. And generally people just go, ah, oh, the surf skate's going to help me the best. And they're going to buy that one course. But it's almost like if you don't know how to put your board on rail, uh, none of this other stuff's going to work. So like one, of the, one of the courses that we run is called Waterman. And I encourage people to go body surf. So when you body surf, you can't be flat on the wave. You, you'll just run out of speed. You have to be sideways. And the draw of water that sucks up lifts you. And that's what pushes you on the wave. So if you can body surf and tap into the wave's energy, then when you go surf, it's that same energy that you're tapping into. So you can't body surf a shoulder. You can only body surf the pocket. Yeah. But when you body surf the pocket, you start learning how to fall how do you, uh, when you come out of it, you can, you can dip down and out the back as opposed to falling in front and getting mangled. Mm. So it also teaches, there's so much body surfing teaches you. Now, as a kid growing up, I 
body search shore breaks with all my buddies for for like a couple of years um, so I had that intrinsic understanding um, a lot of people go, go into surfing and they just want to surf above the water away from the power zone on the face trying to do all these vertical surfing on a flat surface and it's never going to happen so their intrinsic understanding isn't there so we've tried to do a course that takes you back to the beginning and then builds you up, builds you up, builds you up and gives you the tools that you need to. And it's, it's, it's a slow process. Um, like building a foundation is a slow process, but when you've got a good foundation, the next step's easier and the next step's easier until you get that effortless mastery where uh, surfing becomes easy. Yeah, and I, I love that you included it all in one bundle because when when we discussed, you know, just subtle turning technique, I had that foundation. But somebody that has never had that foundation in the course, because I've I've gone through it, it's it's so clear and it, it really puts that wave knowledge, ocean knowledge primary before anything else. Because if you don't if you skip that step, you surf exactly like what you're talking about, which is mm -hmm. out in the flats, yeah. which the physics are against you out there. You know, uh, the physics, no matter what board you have, are against you. So I, I love that you, you put that in that kind of ranking order, in essence. This is really cool. Well, it's going to sound weird, but like your board's not really designed to be stood on. That surely sounds weird. That does. That totally sounds. So I'm a paddling yeah. guy, so I'm like, sweet. Everyone on their bellies. <laughs> They're well, not. They're not designed to be paddled either. <laughs> okay, so think about um, like if you go yachting or boating. I like. Sorry, I get these metaphors right. It. So this is probably off the top of my head. It's the best thing that you could think of. Oh, okay, foil boarding. Okay. Okay, so you know it, foiling's big at the moment. Yeah. The aim of it is to actually get on a plane. Okay, so the the best thing that you can do in surfing is to get on rail. It's almost the equivalent of being on that, that foil plane. So mm. to do so, you've got to be turning, okay? Which means you're not standing on your board. So if you're surfing with your board flat, it just pushes water and there's friction. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's kind of like your board's not designed to be stood on. Yeah. So if you're turning, you're using centrifugal force, you're going rail to rail, so you're weightless. And the transition is when you stand on your board. I mean, so that makes total sense. That way. Yeah, and that's that's how the whole low volume, how you can still surf on a wave with low volume because you're weightless. Okay, so you, you, you're the paddle guru. So when I'm, if I were to swim, you don't want to swim flat, do you? No. Nah. You almost want to go sideways. You're side to side, yeah. Okay, so what's wrong with surf paddling flat or swimming flat? You, you're pushing water. Yeah. You can't get a, a nice long stroke. You, you, I mean, I'm not going to sell you what you know back yeah. to me, but it's the same principle. Yeah. So if you look at the way common principles work, they work the same in every sport because they work. Mm -hmm. So surfing's no different. Um, and when you understand that, it makes sense. So those first years when I was making surfboards, I was making flat boards that mm. planed really well, but then you can't turn them. Mm -hmm. But you're going really fast and now oh, they feel good. Right. But then you can't do what Kelly and Dane Reynolds are doing, where they're going, raw, these big power mm. turns. Yeah. 
So I wanted that, but I was on my, the wrong equipment because I shaped terrible boards. But if I gave those boards to my customers, I would not be a successful shaper because they didn't know how to ride them. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, had I made boards for Dane and Kelly for my customers, I would have gone out of business. <laughs> well, now, now you're making boards for your clients that you're coaching. And so you know where their yeah. deficiencies are and you can actually customize a board to, are you enhancing that limitation or are you actually designing something that forces them to use the correct technique? Which, which kind of route do you take with that? Uh, you never design something that forces them to, to do that. Um, because with surfing, you're trying to get the person to relax. Mm. Um, and you want something that makes their job easier, not harder. So, um, I would rather teach their body how to move better mm -hmm. because that's all it is essentially. It, it's kind of like, rather think of a surfboard like running shoes. So if you're going to go run a marathon, there's certain mental barriers and breakthroughs that you have to get past. Okay. Um, and you've got to build up stamina and so on. So, but giving someone a board that's too high performance is almost like going, okay, let me see you run a marathon in stilettos, like six inch stilettos. It's just like, it's not appropriate. It's not going to work. Yeah. So you need to make them comfortable so that they can break through the mental barriers. Okay. And likewise in running, yeah, you'll get a comfortable pair of shoes. Um, but it's not going to make you a better runner. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, you could run barefoot. Yeah, it's more uh, focus on the body and form versus focus on the equipment. Is that right? Yeah. So look at Tom Curran, probably some of the best form ever. So many people have tried to emulate the surfing of Tom Curran. At the moment, he's riding skim boards with <laughs> bits of foam stuck on them. Yeah. So in other words, his body's moving so good that a regular surfboard's become boring and he needs more of a challenge. Mm -hmm. So um, the board's got nothing to do with it. And now they, there's really good surfers nowadays riding asymmetrical. They, they move differently. They're exciting because their bodies are moving so well. They need the challenge. We're going back to riding single fins that are disgusting boards to ride but they're really hard to ride yeah and jamie o'brien makes them look easy yeah mm -hmm. uh the one good thing is we're starting to ride twin fins that you have to surf on rail otherwise they they just slide out so it's it's kind of teaching people progression um so yeah there, there's good and bad in, in all of that will you use that thought with someone who's struggling like if their dots are too wide and they're too out on the shoulder, do you ever recommend, why don't you try a different board to kind of complement what we're trying to do with your body? Or is it more kind no. of like... So what I do, if, if someone's struggling to join the dots, I ask them to catch a wave lying down and ride it to the beach and I film them. Mm. Because when you're out on the shoulder, you can't bounce that board, you can't hop it, you can't go rail to rail, all you can do is just 
stay in the pocket. So I make them kind of like bodyboard a wave. And you'd be surprised how well they read a wave lying down. Mm. And then as soon as they stand up, they just feel compelled to rush into the flat part of the wave or the shoulder. Interesting. So I say, okay, the same line you take lying down, uh, try to do it standing up. And I said, notice how much longer the turns are when you lie down. You're not trying to do short, abrupt turns. You're on rail for longer. So the turns happen for longer, which means you're actually accelerating through the turns. Um, And they're content to stay on the foam ball as opposed to being sort of out in the flats on the shoulder because you can't prone in on the flats. You can Mm -hmm. only where the foam is and it pushes you. So that's one way I try to get them to... um, Think about the lines that they're drawing. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, and when you lie down, you can't twist. You have to lean. That's right. So again, mm-hmm. because you've got a low center of gravity and you're leaning, right, you're riding the board to probably it's more fuller potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to get your, uh, your clients to hop on a, a bodyboard to learn that? Oh, so hard. <laughs> so, so, so hard. Again, I put in that program uh, called the Waterman. So I want them to body surf and they're okay with that. But then I get, okay, before you can go up here and jump on your surfboard, body board and they're all like, what? Because they'll, they'll catch a wave and they lie on the bodyboard flat and they just slide down the wave. Yeah, right. And they go, okay, you cannot ride that yeah. until you learn, learn how to get on rail. Oh, you full on uh, Chandler. You, you Chandlered them. Hundred <laughs> percent. Again, not my idea, but when you put into context, everything makes sense. So yeah. it's it's not like I have I'm the brain child of of all this stuff. I've taken stuff from golfers, from what I've heard, and I've just tried to make sense of it all. More for me than than anyone else. But then when I had to explain it. I found an easier way to do it. And it's like, oh, it's riding a bicycle. It's like, hmm. But when you ride a bicycle fast, you turn it differently to when you're riding it slow. So now you've got to figure out which turn do you do. And when you do that, surfing just makes sense. Boom, you have it. That's really cool, Clayton. Well, you're taking what Taylor said back in uh, at Albatross and you've connected the feeling with maybe kind of deconstructing the task, right? Like, Let's let's take a break from standing up. Let's get you on your belly just so you can get that feeling. Because even the best have a hard time articulating what your hip or foot or maybe even what your vision is doing. I don't know, but feel that okay, feeling. So think, think about this. Imagine going to Lance Armstrong and asking him, how do I turn a corner at 37 kilometers an hour? So he, and, and then you ask him, what angle should I be at? Mm-hmm. Like he, he probably couldn't tell you any of that. Right. He's going to go, just, just lean into the turn. Just feel it. Keep your chin up, look where you want to go yeah. and feel it. Yeah. Now, if Kelly Slater had said that and it, or whoever, and it's just like riding a bicycle, just lean it over. Now, unfortunately, because people surf flat, we've, we've had who knows how many decades of advice going, just stomp the back foot, mate. Yeah. And when you stomp the back foot and your board slides out, they go, get bigger fins. 
And then when your board doesn't slide out, but you can't turn the damn thing, and you go up to the top, oh, it's, it's kind of like this feedback that we've been given yeah. wasn't the right feedback that we needed, but we just took it on board. Because every time you stomp the back foot, the nose lifts up, you just stall. Yeah. So yes, you can turn it, but it's like getting a bicycle where you have to like do a wheelie right. and turn. It's not functional. <laughs> well, it, w- it was a, I don't know how long ago when you were on the Surf Mastery podcast and I remember listening to this way back when and I remember listening to it when I was riding my bike, my bicycle and you guys, <laughs> you, guys yeah, you, guys, you guys were talking about um, Kelly Slater and, and, and Michael Frampton was all, oh, you got to watch this video and so to follow along with what you guys were saying and uh, I remember getting home and watching Kelly Slater turn from bottom turn, connect top turn and wrap back towards kind of the pocket and one thing i don't know who said it whether it was you or him it wasn't turning from the tail as it was just leaning and when you watch kelly go from the bottom to the top his nose isn't like doing a wheelie up right and so something clicked yeah something clicked it was either you or michael that said it but it was like maybe more of a finesse lean versus like a muscly, I'm going to just stomp the tail and manhandle this thing, you know? And yeah. um, so that was pretty well, if cool. You got, if you got speed behind you, you you're not going to be able to go on the twist. Um, it's the same as riding a bicycle really fast and just going, Whick, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You've you got mm-hmm. to go over the handlebars and that's when your board slides out. But when you're leaning, as you're coming out of the lean because you're tracking uphill you're starting to slow down slow down you can add a twist to it and get a little bit more of an acute angle and then hit it so people are only seeing the last bit of that um bottom turn and going oh it's a big old twist and then you're getting like a lot of guys going out onto the flat roads on surf skates and they just going hammering the twist 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 right yeah uh and then almost creating a generation of ugly surfers yeah it's interesting because i think even on that turn uh that kelly did in that youtube video and i think if you guys want to see it uh if you just youtube kelly 4x you'll see what we're talking about it's about a 20 second video when he connects from bottom to top there's actually pretty minimal twist through his core right he's got the arms that kind of follow suit but like really in his in the mid part of his body, it stays relatively stable and it's all lean through the lower quarter, you know? Um, so something that, again, I learned this from golf. When, when you do twist, um, you, you turn back a bit and the front foot dips onto its toe and the heel comes off. But then as you swing through, you're standing on the front foot, all your weight's on the front foot, mm-hmm. but your back foot lifts up and your heel comes off the ground. The knees turn, mm-hmm. then the hips turn, right. and then the shoulders turn. So it's corkscrewed. Right. Now, a lot of people, when they t- surf, the feet are flat, which means the bottom half locked. So the hips are locked, and sometimes the feet even point in two different directions. So the butt sticks out, they're going to poo man, and then they just try to move the shoulders. And because the bottom's locked, that twist defaults to a lean, and they just fall over. So in a lot of those instances, 
their twist is broken. Now if your twist is broken, it defaults into the second type of turning, which is a lean. Likewise, um, if your lean's broken, it defaults into a twist. Um, <laughs> it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. And often, if, you, if you're doing it right, you only need a little bit of each. You, d you don't have to overcook it. Uh, a lot of people, when they do, the, do those turns, they overcook it. And because we're working with water, you, you, almost, you bog and then there's like an oversteer and an understeer and yeah. you just try to... So you've got to be like Robin Charter and you've got to be gentle and you've got to be smooth. And when you do that, you start going so fast that when you do bottom turn, uh, I've got to get my words right here. Um, it's an, il an illusion of power on the bottom turn because you're throwing so much spray. Yeah. Okay, the lean is a soft move, but it's, a, it's an illusion. Yeah. Clayton is... Oh, go ahead, Rob. Well, I was just going to relate it to um, swimming and paddling as well. The more relaxed you are, the faster you end up going. The, fast, yeah. the more fluid all of your movements are. And you're sitting there going, oh my gosh, I just I got a best time and I didn't even try. And that's how I yeah. feel like you've unlocked for me is, is do less. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. So I, I did two years in the world tour and oh, just the dub, it wasn't even WQS, it was, it was back when it was ASP. That's how old I am. Um, I traveled through Europe and Spain, uh, Europe and Australia, um, a couple other places. But because I was a diabetic, like a lot of my mates were going out and partying and drinking and um, coming home hungover, I was the one who kind of cooked the pasta for everyone, did my stretching, went to bed, woke up, stretched, tried to surf my best in the heat and lost. And they mm. rocked up like hungover, not, not a care in the world, paddling out, like almost wanting to throw up in the water, but just relax because they couldn't care. And they'd get through heats. And it was killing me. Wow. Um, I basically tried too hard. I made all those mistakes, like, yeah. like trying to be the best I can be. But had I known what I know now, I would have just relaxed. I probably would have gone out and had a beer or two, but um, had a good time and just, just be in the moment and relax and enjoy myself. Mm. It's a good metaphor for life, man. Yes. Surfing is just a big metaphor for life. Hey, thanks so much for watching and listening. Be on the lookout for episode two coming soon. This podcast was recorded on Saturday, September 13th, 2020. Until we speak again, we'll see you in the water.